Good evening, Patriots. Welcome to Fishers of Men. Tonight is Sunday, February 20th in the year 2022. Canada's had quite an interesting weekend, as we know, and I think the nation in itself is in a bit of shock and equally coming to grips with the fact that his country is no longer as it was and probably never was as it was. It's a healthy dose of awakening for a nation. And we're going to dig into a lot of that tonight. And in the context of really where we are or what we can be cons- should be considering, perhaps, in the biblical sense. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation landing page on MyPillow. I believe firmly that where we spend our dollars these days is essential. And our Dollars Act is probably one of the most important forms of voting and controlling that we have. Mike Lindell leads a company as a Christian, as a patriot, and as somebody who relentlessly fights for liberty. And it's a company to support. They have tried to deplatform him and remove him, cancel him completely as a company and as a person repeatedly. And yet Mike persists, and not only persists, he taunts, and he continues to stand in front of the enemy, and he spits in their eye. Mike is always one who provides amazing deals and good savings for things that you can legitimately use, not junk. And it's amazingly amazing quality products. So I'd encourage you to check out MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. We have our own landing page, which is a great honor. And it's thanks to all you great patriots and our continued support of MyPillow. Your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. There's amazing savings from sleepwear, 50% off, my slippers, 50% off, Giza sheets, which are absolutely incredible quality, 60, 60% off, and on and on. There's all sorts of savings all over the site. So for anything you need for your home, your bath, your, your bedroom, that's the place to check it out. So MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS. You can use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, anywhere on the MyPillow site, the Frank Speech site, or the My Store site. Also, the Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com, and your promo code there is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. That's another product, another great thing to have in your home. The Founders Bible, in my opinion, is the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition, and it's designed with our Founding Fathers documents worked throughout the text and Scripture. It's a phenomenal translation. It's a phenomenal presentation. It's of an heirloom-quality Bible, printed in the United States. So I encourage you to check it out. I think every home should have one. I think every homeschooling home should have one especially. This is a time of spiritual warfare and when we have to be armed with the greatest knowledge, not only of our founding fathers, but of God's word. So thefoundersbible.com, your promo code is BARDS for 20% off. Finally, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com is the coffee designed for the warriors of this time. I'm very particular about my coffee. And I chose to put our brand on this coffee, Expedition Coffee, because of what it represented. It represents a coffee that not only boosts your energy, gives you clear focus throughout the entire day, but also helps enhance the immune system, which is so critical in this time of stress, both environmental and emotional. Expedition Coffee site, expeditioncoffee.com, XPED, also has a series of other products that are all part of a health ecosystem. The coffee is the foundation. We have the gut health triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the critical issues in maintaining good health, and this helps resolve much of that. You also have Immune XP, which is a pinecone extract-based immune booster with high levels of vitamin C. And we have Earth, which is a full-body nutrient supplement in a powder. Mix it with water, drink it like a shake. It's all your body needs for the full day. And finally, there's Pure 47 the most refined silver extract on the market that has the ability at a nano-refined level to isolate most of the violent, most of these bad pathogens that are in our environment and coming after us. That is an important product to have in your cabinet. So check it out, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. I use all of these products on a daily basis. All right, Patriots, I want to begin tonight with an interesting piece that I found today. And it's called, and I just called it Mayday. And I think you'll appreciate why it's called Mayday. But I want you to listen to this carefully. And we're going to discuss this in terms of where we all are at this point in time. Take a listen. 
also in one day a combat veteran, wounded combat veteran that was uh, wounded in Afghanistan serving the 2nd Battalion, was repeatedly kicked until he fell to the ground and then kicked more. Police officers on like quarter horses rammed through a crowd of people like you would in a medieval army and they're reporting now that the woman's spine has been crushed and three police officers drug a woman behind their lines and butt stroked her in the head until she was unconscious with a machine gun Is there not a country out there that will come and free our country? This is a distress call from Canada. Is there no country out there that will come and help us? I repeat, this is a distress call from Canada. Mayday, mayday, mayday. This is a distress call from Canada. Is there no country that will help us? The time that we're in is we're all being besieged. And we're all being judged. As a world, we have walked away from God. And it's a very humbling place that we all have to reflect upon. Nehemiah. I'm sorry, Zephaniah. Zephaniah, I can't even say it tonight, I'm sorry. Zephaniah, Zephaniah 1, we're going to go on down here to 14, Zephaniah 1, 14, near the great day of the Lord, near and coming very quickly, listen, the day of the Lord, in it the warrior cries out bitterly, a day of wrath is that day, a day of trouble and distress, a day of destruction and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities and the high corner towers. I will bring distress on men so that they will walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood will be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them on the day of the Lord's wrath and all the earth will be devoured in the fire of his jealousy, where he will make a complete end, indeed a terrifying one, of all the inhabitants of the earth. God is a loving God, and God is a wrathful God. And so much of what we do too often is we focus purely on the relationship of Christ and his walk. But Christ is the Son And God is a wrathful and loving God. Not to obey him in in our times has has to have been painful for him. For we have walked away from God in so much. In this day now, as Canada is starting to awaken and as other countries begin to awaken, people are feeling finally what it is not to have somebody over them to protect them. This May Day from Canada is very telling to me because what it's speaking to is it is speaking to somebody who has lost what they thought was their safety net. It was their government. They lost the relationship of what they thought made them secure, and now they're looking for somebody to save them. The answer is nobody is going to save them except Canadians and their relationship with God. This is how it has to be. As long as we keep turning to the institutions of men to save us, we will forever be in this trap. We are at an end right now for the way humanity was. 
We are not going back to the way we were. We are going forward to a choice in which we will make. Zephaniah is an interesting book, very short and worth reading, because it reminds us of a couple of things. It reminds us of the wrath of God. It reminds us of the idolatries of men. It reminds us of the sins of nations walking away from God. It reminds us of Baal and Moloch and the worship of all these things that mean nothing except to defile the relationship with God. And it reminds us of the remnant that God will, will leave back, of those who have stayed true. These are the trials which we are now in right now. And Canada is the most obvious of them all. And I think it hits home more for everybody because Canada has always been this nice, easy, socialist Western country. And even Canadians have become very comfortable with their socialism. And I think now Canadians are finally coming to realize that their socialism has always been a communist tyranny. It just had a nice wrapper on it that everyone got used to. And that's the truth of where we sit. Take a listen to this piece, one minute and 11 seconds, of a woman that simply wanted to get a cup of coffee today in Ottawa. I just want to get a coffee, okay? Why is the camera in my face right now? Are you here partaking? You walked up to me. Right now you're in the red zone? I'm scared. I want to go for a coffee down there. Can I I go for a coffee? Where's your residence, ma'am? Do you live in this? You're not excluded from that. Where do you live? Alberta. Time for you to leave. I can't even go down there for a coffee. No, go grab yourself a red zone right now. If you don't leave right now, you will be arrested. Do you understand me? I can't That's go for a coffee. Grab yourself, because if we see you, we'll be patrolling all day. If we see you again, it'll be different. Leave. What did I tell you? Take your camera and get out of here. Do you understand that? Walk away. Your phone doesn't need to be in our face when you're walking away. Go. Are you going to walk, or are you going to get arrested? I was walking away. Get out of here. Oh my goodness. Hope you can go to sleep at night. Canada has enacted the Emergency Powers Act, as we know. And it hasn't yet been felt too far in the provinces, but I guarantee it's coming. Because the comfort of the provinces is they continue to think that their provincial leaders are going to protect them. But they're not. If you remember what I said, I said, don't ever go after, I've been saying this for weeks, do not pursue the mandates and don't pursue the vax passports because it changes nothing. Take a listen to this. Hey, everybody. Uh, Dr. Brad Deacon from Burlington here. You probably heard that um, Doug Ford has just lifted the vaccine passport uh, program in Ontario. Don't get too excited because a federal vaccine passport is in the making. So this is just political gamesmanship uh, posturing. Um, I spoke to my Minister of Parliament and she said that they are pushing for a federal vaccine passport because different countries don't recognize um, provincial passports. They only recognize federal passports. So um, again, just more lies from our politicians. Make sure you spread this around, make sure people know about it because we don't want people like Doug Ford or, you know, Trudeau taking credit for anything. Um, you know, we want them to know the truth. Canada has been taken over by the UN and the World Economic Forum. They've aligned forces. Canada has UN forces on the ground that's been established now. And the thing is that if anybody has not been paying attention to Canada, they continue to follow the false flag of Ukraine or the silly dancing around of other parts of the world. Canada is the most important fight going for humanity right now for many reasons. For one thing, Canada is continuing to hold the line, which is brilliant. But it's also still trying to wake up to the reality of what they're really facing. Canada's leadership, like our leadership here, like leadership in every country around the world, actually about, I believe it's 190 countries that signed on to this, have all given their worship and their allegiance 
to something other than God and the people. Zephaniah 2. Gather yourselves together, yes, gather, O nation, without shame. Before the decree takes effect, the day passes like the chaff. Before the burning anger of the Lord comes upon you, before the day of the Lord's anger comes upon you, seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth, who have carried out his ordinances, seek righteousness, seek humility, perhaps you will be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Continuing with Zephaniah 8. I have heard the taunting of Moab and the ravelings of the sons of Ammon, with which they have taunted my people and become arrogant against their territory. Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, surely Moab will be like Sodom and the sons of Ammon like Gomorrah a place possessed by nettles and salt pits and a perpetual desolation. The remnant of my people will plunder them and the remainder of my nation will inherit them. There is a time coming here that we are all seeing because we're all witnessing the real of what our governments have been. But we also owe a great deal of repentance to the Lord for our worship of these institutions. Canada is coming to to realize and reclaim its place with God. It's doing so because suddenly in a shock and an awe, it realized that its government, the thing it counted on, that nice, friendly country up north, has become one of the most vicious tyrannies in the Western world. That is now what Canada is. And even more important is that it was done with a stroke of a pen in a matter of minutes. The assembly of forces took a matter of hours. Not one person in parliament, not one parliamentarian spoke out against it with any effort other than to give a little dog and pony show. In fact, it was, it was encouraged when they were When the police went to work, they told the parliamentarians to stay away. It was too dangerous. And instead of protesting and standing up for the charter of Canada, they just stayed home, probably had themselves a cup of tea, maybe even a Tim Hortons bag of donuts. You see, Canada was sold out long ago. And it's a lesson for everybody in the world right now that when we choose complacency and we choose convenience and ease in our life, We pay a price. Canada is a very socialized country. And for so many Americans, especially our liberal class, they have looked to Canada as the ideal of what a Western nation should become. Canada is what it is and always has been right now. It just had that hidden under the covers. And Canadians are now waking up to the fact that they cannot trust their own government. What we are going to go through, we have been going through and will continue to go through are similar iterations. Canada got a head snap all of a sudden. We went through ours over four years of Trump being waylaid by the West, by the left, watching everything that was considered violent told us to be good and everything that was considered good we were told was violent. We've been through these iterations, but Canada's had it a soft way. And Canada right now is angry at its government. It's angry, but it shouldn't be. As we shouldn't be angry at ours, we need to be reflecting on ourselves and asking ourselves how we got here. We got here because of our idolatries of this institution and our idolatries of the politicians that allowed this to happen, and we did nothing. We were just too comfortable. It was too easy of a life in so many different ways. And I say that with, and I know Canadians live a colder life, but nobody got involved like they are now because there wasn't a crisis. And it finally took a bunch of truckers that had been forced to inject themselves in order to transport goods across the border to keep 
Canadian stores and American stores full to finally say enough is enough. But the real question when we get down to the core of it is always, where were we as a people? But it took the one group that was being exploited enough to finally wake up Canada. And it's good that they did. The veterans didn't do it. The retired police officers didn't do it. The common man didn't do it. It was the truckers. Because they had to face that tyranny at the border. They had to face the fact that they were the ones that were being exploited for the benefit of the many. And they finally put their foot down. And thankfully, Canada joined them as a nation. And in the process, Canada learned something. They learned about unity and fellowship. And in the process, increasingly day by day, the way the Lord works is phenomenal because the Lord brings people together and the Lord begins to sit within those people and grow within those people in such an amazing way that we are able to see God actually move. So, what is amazing right now is Canada is actually going through a major growing up that a lot of nations have yet to do. Our first step of growing up in the United States really came with Trump. And President Trump brought people together His rallies were fun, but what was more important is he brought us together for us to realize how many of us there were and how much commonality we had. The truckers have done that for Canada. But it's an important point that we don't lose this. It's also an important point to understand that this war is far from over. Take a listen to what the mayor of Ottawa was saying today. Uh, what do you make of how far the police have managed to get uh, today? Well, they've done a remarkable job uh, both last night and today. As you pointed out, they've uh, got Wellington Street uh, cleaned up. Uh, most of the trucks have been towed away. And uh, uh, I now just got word that the Sir Johnny McDonald Parkway, most of the trucks are, are removed from that section uh, in the west end of the city as well. So they've made a lot of progress. They've been very measured in the response. It's a really tough assignment for police officers getting yelled at and spat upon, but they have been uh, calm and cool and and collective. Uh, And we owe a a debt of gratitude to all those municipal forces that have come in from across Canada, disrupted our city. You've heard our small business community, uh, and this is costing a small fortune for the taxpayers of Ottawa. And that's one of the reasons why under the emergency act, I've asked our solicitor and our city manager, how can we keep the tow trucks and the campers and the vans and everything else that we've confiscated and sell those uh, pieces of equipment uh, to help recoup some of the costs that our taxpayers are absorbing. So that's one of the provisions of the Emergency Act. And we have been a beneficiary of the Emergency Act. As they debated on the Hill, I asked the the members of Parliament to consider. uh, It's helped us a lot on things like confiscating vehicles, not having to swear in peace officers to the RCMP. Uh, and so many other things that have been very helpful over the course of this period, including you can't be under 18 and be in this this rally. It's just unbelievable. We get copycats and people will think, hey, I'm going down to Parliament Hill and parking there for three or four days and having a big roast and everything else under the sun. Uh, we have to prevent that. We need a short-term plan to blockade Wellington, a longer-term plan on how we protect our residents much better than we have in the last uh, four weeks. It is important for people to start coming to grips with the fact that This is an insurgency on a global level run by banksters and a criminal mob. I don't care how much you plead with them. I don't care how many letters you send to them. They don't care. In fact, you can mock them for being violent and they enjoy it. If you don't believe that, check out the post that came from the RCMP. Now, if you listen to what that mayor just said, you're going to understand that there is no Soon, there is nothing going to happen anytime soon to change the Emergency Powers Act. They solicited and they were supported and they were happy for what they got out of it. The ability to seize and auction off trucks. If you remember, I said that was going to happen a week ago. That it was coming. They said that it was a great thing that they didn't have to go through the normal swearing-in process for peacekeepers. 
That means they're bringing in UN forces or whoever else. And trust me, they are going to call upon the military to help maintain order as we move forward. Mark my word. Patriots, this is the new normal. This is the transition now to what the banksters have wanted to control people's lives. And so for those that continue to think that you're going to solve this thing through petitioning a solicitor or writing somebody a note and telling them they're bad or they're good, the core of that is not going to change what they do. You can send a million emails to these people, and I will tell you what they will do. They will just have their tech guy create a read in so that when it comes in, it automatically dumps to their mailbox. Let's go to spam. You can, I've said before that some of the things that to do to simply make a point is to overwhelm physical institutions like writing letters might have an effect to at least bring awareness, but you're not going to change who these people are because they've already sold their soul and allegiance to the equivalent of ball and mullock. That's who they are. So people then say, well, what can we do? What Canada is doing is profound. Don't kid yourself. As long as Canada continues to hold that line. And I believe Canada will, but it's too early to call this any form of a victory. This is simply the first shot in a very long war. The most important thing that everybody can do, both in Canada and here, is to realize that our countries are lost and quit worshiping the institutions that they want you to worship because they laugh and mock at you because they know they control them. It's not going to work. Canada's VAX passport, it's moving forward. It's just going to a federal level. Provincial people are playing games. They're telling people we're going to rescind it when they already know it's going to go to federal. Banks now have seized, have shut down today. In fact, all banks in Canada were blocking money and, were, and have continued to seize accounts. There was a woman who was, is a minimum wage worker with a child that gave $50 to the trucker movement way back. That was a tremendous gift on her behalf. Her account today was seized, frozen. She has no access and no way to pay her rent or money. The anger that you're going to hear come out of this as it should be anger, but it should be righteous. Actually, it needs to be righteous. Anger is justifiable because the government has been betrayed its promise. The point that I'm trying to make here over and over though, is this is like the, the stages of death. The first is denial and the second is anger. And then comes the pain. You see, Canada's died overnight in one stroke of the pen, Canada vaporized. In the United States, we've had this kind of long mourning process, and it's still going on because we keep having this carrot thrown in front of us called Trump and the other one called Q. And people keep believing that something's going to happen to change to be unthinkable because we're still in denial in the United States that we've lost our nation. We lost our nation on 4 November 2020. But we've gone through a process of denial, and we don't want to face it. Our FBI is running rampant, and we keep telling ourselves, well, it can't quite be that bad. It is that bad. And we just aren't processing this yet. But Canada's being force-fed this, and this is why, in a way, they're way ahead of the United States at this point in time and way ahead of most European nations and, in fact, probably ahead of Australia because it happens so fast. And that shock and that awe has stirred Canada up to start looking at their entire world differently. And so the process of death is going to move very quickly. But everyone else in the world needs to watch. It's the most important place on the earth right now is Canada. Because what Canada has done is they have derailed a timing. They have changed the timing and the process of things because Canada wasn't supposed to be disobedient. It was supposed to be a small little radical fringe called truckers that were originally funded by a couple of operatives from the RNC and, the, and also Soros money. Those two were the ones that fled early, if you heard about that. 
And that's how it started. But the movement got bigger than their control. They could no longer control the movement. And it became a movement of fellowship and unity across the nation. And that's what has the globalists panicked. Because when a nation stands together in unison, they can't divide and conquer. They're trying. That's what the police are doing now. And the police that are doing the job on the line, they're fools. Besides being traitors, they're fools. Because all that's going to happen is it's going to separate them farther and farther from their constituent base. They will increasingly become what they truly are, which is brown shirts. The problem is that those that remain in the police department will accept that role, that authoritarian role, because it feeds their egos. And the only way to them is probably what Canada has been doing, which is miraculous things like putting a mirror in front of them or asking them to look them in the eye as they film them. But they're still enjoying the power in which they have over people. The power to threaten, the power to especially threaten women and abuse those that they can. They enjoy it. They feed on it. This is a time right now when all the world needs to be paying attention because God is working there. Don't kid yourself. The most amazing things we've seen are the growing number of prayer vigils going on there. The singings and hymns. It's happening. But, of course, that's not getting much coverage. And the other thing is that the movement is still holding strong, which as it should, and it is growing in strength. But it's not going to solve itself by replacing Trudeau. It's not going to solve itself by convincing yourself that somehow a provincial change is going to make things better. And I point to Canada this way because we have the same problem. We keep doing it here, and we've been doing it here since November 4th. We look to a governor, and they're like, look what he did. And I keep saying, and I say it over and over, the core of this fight is answered in a few litmus tests. Who is saying, stop the vax? Who is saying, create a currency of the people and stop federal-controlled currencies? Who is saying get rid of any form of digital IDs? Who is saying return data back to the people? Who is saying get rid of 5G? Who is saying no more AI? Who is saying hold the pharmaceutical companies and the banksters accountable in a courts of the people? And the answer will likely be no one in leadership. That's the litmus test. And that's the navigational line. And until that's accomplished, it's not going to happen. What we have seen in Canada, which is profound, is we have seen pastors leave the pulpit and join the people on the ground, which is beautiful. It's truly, that's God's hand. Zephaniah 12, but I will leave among you a humble and lowly people, and they will take refuge in the name of the Lord. The remnant of Israel will do no wrong and tell no lies, nor will a deceitful tongue be found in their mouths. For they will feed and lie down, and no one will take them. Tremble. Shout, O joy, O daughter of Zion. Shout in triumph, O Israel. Rejoice and exalt with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away his judgments against you. He has cleared away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You will fear disaster no more. Well, patriots, I think it's time to fear disaster no more. And the strongest, the strongest walk we can all have is to Follow those simple things. Tell no lies. Do not have a deceitful tongue. And stay absolutely devoted to the Lord. Because when we set that standard amongst ourselves, we begin to establish the wall that nothing can penetrate. Our trials ahead are many. This is one thing I want to point out, and it's important to grasp, but this is not going away quickly. And this is the only caution I put out here is that even within the community of faith, people continue to look to the Lord to fix things quickly. 
I would like you to point to somewhere in the Bible where the Lord made things fix quickly. And the answer, it doesn't happen because we have to grow up. You see, I don't think we were ever supposed to have technology. I was praying on this this morning and this really came to me and it hit me so hard. I was like, I can't believe I've missed this. The tree of knowledge, a binary choice that's evolved to be this nightmare of technology. It's not that we can't have technology. It's that we're not ready for it. We're too immature. What we do with the tools, these tools that are given to us, is we always find a way to use them for war or to exploit one another. We have to go back to go forward. We have to simply live simply so others can simply live. And we all have to take that on ourselves. No one can force you. You can choose whatever you want. You can tease yourself that you can live in a world of AI and and meta and somehow find that relationship with the Lord. And I'm going to tell you, it's not going to happen. The houses of worship, for the large part, have sold their soul. And we've talked about that so much. Our responsibility as people now is to reclaim that foundation, that intimate relationship with the Lord. And we have to ask ourselves what we are truly willing to sacrifice for that. And that's something each person has to ask and each person has to answer. But what's amazing about what's happening with the truckers is their willingness to give up everything for their nation. People are losing their trucks. They're losing their vehicles. These is, this is their livelihood. They're having their bank account seized. This is their funding, and yet they're not stopping. That should inspire everyone. And hopefully it will forge Canada to a new level. As always happens, there's a few patriots that lead the way, and the others finally jump on board, and it's like, well, this is kind of easy. It's not easy being on that point. And we know that. But you're not going to succeed without those that are willing to jump to that very tip of the spear. And that, that quote is in truth, Mark Twain's in the beginning of change, the Patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned when his cause succeeds, the timid join him for then it costs nothing to be a Patriot. And so right now, It's going to have to be those patriots. And I will guarantee you that those patriots that take that step, whether they desire it, whether they are or whether they are not, they will end up being students of the Lord because God's working that way right now. I don't know how many truckers were tight with God when they arrived, but I can almost assure you most are very close to the Lord right now. Take a listen to this piece, one minute long. Those who think the truckers lost, those who think the battle's over, it's only just begun. Justin Trudeau will fail. A hundred percent he will. Do you know why? Because God is on the truckers' side. I was there in Ottawa. I've been on the ground. I've talked to the truckers. I felt the power of God in that place, in the capital of Ottawa. And I am here to say where their mission ends, God is just beginning. And Mark my words, people are going to see God's power as believers from around the world are on their knees praying for this country, Canada, and as they are asking for forgiveness of their sins and asking God to heal this land, it's going to happen. And Trudeau can move any way he wants. He can do anything he wants. It's not going to work. In the end, it's all going to collapse on his head. It is going to collapse. But it also is going to require us to endure. We can't have the expectation that our timing and our expectation of timing will be God's timing. Patriots, I don't know how long this fight is going to go. I know that the cabal has plans to keep this fight going in its various different forms as like a -a whack-a-mole game over the next 30 years. And that hit me last night. I was watching a piece kind of going through the kind of the codes of Zion, the sort of thing that they're living by. And it was very, very humbling. 
I will tell you, I mean, I literally had to go to prayer. I'm like, wow, Lord, I, I've said this all along. This fight's going to take a long time. But when I heard it, I, I was like, wow, there's not going to be a break. And God said, no, there should never be a break. Because you're here for a purpose, not to play. You see, I think that one of the things that we are most missing is why we have been here from the beginning. And we keep thinking that our life is here to live, to somehow make it easier, to make it easier for our kids, to save some money so we don't have to work when we get older, to pay off the house mortgage so we don't have anything to worry about. That we're all looking forward in one way or another, whether it's subtle or whether it's profound in your life. People are framed by a world that tells you that you just need to give your service to a nation that's run by a bunch of criminal banker class people. And in the end, they'll reward you with the opportunity to draw a bit of social security or social pension. And maybe you've saved enough and you can do some travel and that's it. Your life is done. That's not God's equation. And that's what hit me so hard this morning and last night. Not that it wasn't there before. Okay. But there's just these moments that when you get something that you've known that really sticks in your face, you're like, yeah, that's a true one. And that hits hard and home. We are being given an awakening. And in a certain way, it's kind of like God's reprimand. The awakening isn't all bliss. The awakening needs to be pretty rough. Because not only have we lost our way, we've just forgotten why we're even here. God didn't bring us into this world to spend our days watching Amazon films and Netflix and roaming around doing whatever at the grocery store. We were here to do works, to plant seeds, to grow gardens, and to expand the kingdom. We were here to tend to his world and actively tend to it. We weren't here to pass off our responsibilities to leaders and expect them to solve our problems. We weren't here to save all of our money and work all of our hours so we could buy a new car that would look shiny and nice, so we could impress the neighbors as we put ourselves in debt for 60 months. That was never part of God's equation, but it has become part of ours. We have to reset ourselves in order to retake the kingdom. Because the lunatics are running the asylum. And they have no intention of being kind. They have no intention of doing anything less than destroying everything that they can put their hands on. If you need to be a bit angry right now as you awaken to this moment in Canada, then get over it and do it quick because we have a mission to do and your anger gets in the way. If you're in tears and you're crying, move through it because you need to keep your head in the game. This is a war and you're awakening. We all are. And each layer, each one of us is facing new things. Everybody's being forced to do and look at the world differently right now, as we should. And that's God's gift to us. Don't ever forget that part. Because God is truly gifting us with the ability to once and again see more clearly what this is. So as we move forward now, What we need to start realizing again is that we're really one humanity. That we have our allegiance with God above all things. We need to reprioritize everything in our life. We need to cast out our idolatries. Whether that idolatry is a movie star, whether it's an institution expecting it to change things for you, that's not the way we were intended to live. And yet we have allowed that to happen. 
That doesn't mean that those that are doing the harm don't have accountability because they do. But the big change when we go from where Canada is and put that on a global level where we finally start to come together as humanity and we realize one simple thing. If we just say no and start working together, this whole system falls apart. And I would say that's probably my greatest frustration these days, just speaking candidly tonight, is because the answer has never been difficult, and yet it seems like the impossible mountain to climb. It's not about how many guns you have in the cabinet, how many boxes of ammo you stored up. It's not about how angry you are or how many protests you go to or how many rallies you go to. It's not about how many letters you write. It's always been about some very simple things. It's about us as God's children uniting together, looking to him and saying, Father, thank you. Forgive us. Now guide us. And then looking over our shoulder at where we were to this cabal and say, no. It's literally that simple. But the problem is between the I trust in God and the no to the cabal are a whole series of things that we just seem to struggle with letting go. What about my job? What about my credit card payment? What about my home mortgage? What about how am I going to put gas in the car? But what do we know if we truly trust in God? He will provide everything we need. So I'm simply putting this out here for some reflection tonight. Canada is giving the world a snapshot, and I should say it this way. God is giving Canada an experience, and he wants the rest of the world to see. And it's what happens when a nation finally comes together. It's not about punishing. It's about working together. So let me just close with these thoughts. There's a lot of emphasis right now in discussion about the trucker convoy and what it's doing or not doing. And, of course, the big thing is that, well, pretty soon you're going to see no food on the shelves, and this will wake people up. But is that really our objective, is to punish those that don't have a relationship with God, that have decided or decided or have no choice but to follow the cabal? Because the cabal enjoys when we fight each other and it sits out of reach. See, the real motion should be here. That as the truckers make their protest, we should be looking to how we are going to be uniting together to simply not participate in their economy anymore. And our motion should be towards building an exodus, not building a punishment. We're needing to destroy industries. It's going to have to happen. We're going to have to wake people up. And in the process, there's people who are going to suffer through this. But I will just caution that we should not revel in the idea of punishing those in the cities simply because we're trying to make a point to a government that in the end really doesn't care. They have everything they need in their stockpiles. They have access to anything they must have because they have the resources. And in the end, if they can watch us consume ourselves, they're pretty happy. But if we're uniting and we're building the positive walk with God, that walk in the glory of Christ, and we're building an incredible new opportunity in a world, we're building economies, it's not going to happen overnight. But if our commitment is towards that beautiful place of exodus towards something greater and better, then we're doing the right thing and we're working together. I compliment Canada for holding the line of love and peace as police officers have become rampant, nasty tyrants. But who would have thought, and I wrote this today and I started laughing, who would have thought that a bunch of truckers, burly men that are called terrorists and disruptors, would be standing shoulder to shoulder with Canadians and all of them 
offering flowers, offering hugs, telling the police they love them. You know when that last happened, patriots? In the 1960s with the hippies. Now, who would have ever thought that the hippies and the truckers now would be side by side doing just that thing? And you tell me that isn't God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are truly blessed as we come together each day. And we are truly blessed with all that you are giving us to find the unity among one another. Lord, we're on a very windy road and a rocky one at times of trying to find our way and we're stumbling and we're going to continue to stumble. We have so much to undo to realize what we are. And there's no clear, easy steps and we know that. And yet, we're reminded constantly that we don't need them. Because, Lord, what we're reminded of is that we simply need to trust in you. And that next level of trust is a big one, Lord. Forgive us, Father. For It may seem a simple step for you, but with the burdens that we've taken on in this world, mortgages and payments and health insurance and it's it's a big leap for many so lord tonight we just ask for something really simple we don't ask for the road map of the whole walk but can you just show us lord that next step can you just guide us that next step Let us see with what's in Canada and let us all join them in the next step, Lord. Just show us that. And as we step together, let us feel that power of walking together, not walking apart. Let us feel that step, that amazing step when we all step together and the earth shakes. Just point us, Lord, all of us, one step. And give us the confidence to truly understand what it is to walk together. Right now, we're still fighting each other in so many ways. And yet, what happened in Ottawa was that unified step. But we can do better. Because what they're doing is what they always do. They start to work on the many different levels to divide, to... to suffer each an individual pain to pursue, to get vengeance. We need to just say no. And so that first step, Lord, we just need that step that'll remind us of all of who you are. Remind us that no matter where what happens, you're there with us. Just one step, Lord. One step. To give us that pump, that boost, that One thing that as a people across this world will know. And once we touch it once, we can touch it again and again and again. Forgive us as we've walked. But now, Lord, is that time for us to be reborn, to step again as one. Guide us, protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We can do this. And we can do this in a glorious way if we just put our eyes to Christ and through Christ right to the Father. He's there, and he's, let me tell you, as far as I'm concerned, I think God's about fed up with this nonsense. And that'll be a good time, I think. I'm not sure I want to be around God's wrath because I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty intense. But we need to lead where we want to go.
not follow. And these people over here that, lead, that are controlling us, they want us to follow their way. And I say no. Let us all say no. Thank you, Canada, for all you're doing. Hold strong. Let us all now pray for Canada. And let us all walk together in the next step. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Prayers up, patriots. These are, these are amazing days. Powerful days. And we have a lot to learn and a lot to grow together. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. Our critical piece here is trust. To trust in him in a way greater than ever before. We have to be willing to step off that cliff without a parachute because God has us. But let us never forget our mission. We are here in this time, in this place for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, have a very blessed night. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Fishers or for Bended Knee, 1 p.m. Pacific. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
gets down over the hill where the lost got found. Reaching through somehow. Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud. When the seasons change, I know the space between us will stay the same. Resting on this faith, when your soul answers calls far away. Thank、you.